Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. If you've ever been to summer camp or wish you had gotten the chance to go, you'll love hearing author and illustrator Jared J. Krasoska talk about his latest graphic memoir. It's called Sunshine, How One Camp Taught Me About Life, Death, and Hope. Camp Sunshine is not just any camp. It's a place in Maine where seriously ill kids and their families get the chance to just be themselves and enjoy campfire stories, activities in the wilderness, and the company of others who are also facing extraordinary challenges. During his senior year of high school in Worcester, Massachusetts, Jared signed up to be a counselor at Camp Sunshine. While he looked forward to the experience, he didn't quite know what to expect. First published in April by the Scholastic Graphics imprint, Sunshine is the recipient of the 2023 Boston Globe Horn Book Award for Nonfiction, among other honors. Here is an excerpt from the audiobook. Everyone was settling in, but it looked as though my family hadn't turned up. I also looked for a 13-year-old in a wheelchair, but it seemed that Diego hadn't arrived yet either. But soon, a little boy, wielding a Power Ranger's sword and wearing a Power Ranger's mask, whizzed by. Eric, honey, come here. Jason, will you help me get your brother? Okay. Mary? Mom, I think our table is over here. You must be the Orfeos. I'm Jared. Oh, hi. I'm Shelly. These are my kids, Jason. Hello. Mary. Hi. And Eric. Hiya! I'm a Power Ranger! Zap, zap, zap! Hoo-ya! Sorry, my brother is out of control. Sorry. Both of my brothers are out of control. <laughs> well, they tend to be. Jared is joining me today from his home in Massachusetts. You may know him as the New York Times best-selling author of Hey Kiddo, his first graphic memoir, which was a National Book Award finalist. He is also the author of the wildly popular Lunch Lady graphic novel series and select volumes of the Star Wars Jedi Academy series. I'm delighted to welcome him back to the Scholastic Reads podcast. Hi, Jarrett. Welcome back to the program. Oh, thank you for having me back. Please tell us about your latest graphic memoir. Sunshine, and the subtitle is How One Camp Taught Me About Life, Death, and Hope, is about my time working, volunteering as a camp counselor at a camp for children with cancer and their families. And whereas Kiddo takes place over several years of my maturation, uh, Sunshine takes place in one week. So in, in the fall of my senior year, I, along with a number of my classmates, boarded up a high school van and took the trip up to Maine and spent a week at this uh, amazing camp that 
truly changed the trajectory of my life. I met the most amazing and wonderful and, and brave kids and, and brave families, many of which I'm still in touch with after all of these years. And I'm so glad I was able to share, share their story in this book. How did these experiences at Camp Sunshine change your life or affect you? If you've read Kiddo, you know that I had a, a number of challenges at home with my, my mother being in and out of my life due to her addictions to drugs and my grandparents who cared for me, but also you know, had their, their foibles and faults. And they drank quite a bit. And so volunteering and being in service to others taught me to step outside of my own problems and uh, being in service to others really helped me process and understand what I was dealing with at home. Please tell us about Shirley, your grandmother. <laughs> She's one of the most inimitable characters in literature. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother uh, was a tough cookie, but, you know, I often say like, you know, she would never stab you in the back. She would stab you in the chest. <laughs> she, she, uh, she was just, she did not mince words. She was very straightforward in a way that was very crass and rough around the edges but at her core, an incredibly loving person and, in, in, you know, an incredibly loving mother to me, uh, but also her, her negativity and her crassness in life as on the page just became comedic. <laughs> now, she was one of the people who didn't want you to go to Camp Sunshine. She thought it might bring you down or be too difficult to handle. Why was that not the case? Yeah, well, I mean, I think anyone from the outside, just the thought of a camp filled with children with cancer, it sounds like it could be the most depressing situation you could possibly have. But of course, uh, in life and in the book, I learned that quite the opposite was true in that camp is a, a space that's just filled with hope. It's a space that's filled with community and friendship. And, you know, it, time works very differently at any camp because you're there for just a, a very short amount of time, but you, you create these memories and friendships that last well beyond your short time at camp. The camp took place on a lake, and I love how you brought that out. It's also a source of rebirth and hope, and yeah. Yeah, it seemed you. like such a beautiful setting. It really was. I mean, open skies and, and water, I mean, there's nothing that can censure a human being more than that. And you were coming from Worcester, Massachusetts, we have to point out. A very different from the environment in which I grew up. I mean, uh, while my actual home was fairly suburban, at the same time, you know, it was still something where we'd have to be wary once we were walking around after dark for fear of violence and, and you know, stuff that you might find in any city. You also pointed out that volunteering at Camp Sunshine was a really popular activity for your classmates, for everyone at your high school. Why was that? I went to a Catholic high school, and so service was at its core of uh, its mission. And I don't know how or where or when, but the, the high school in Worcester developed this connection and this partnership with this camp in Maine. And every year, they would send three different sessions of seniors. I mean, they would send seniors up to three different sessions. And it's something that was as a part of the experience of high school as the prom. So for instance, in the yearbooks, there was a section for Camp Sunshine. You 
always heard about it. You were always educated on it. And so by the time you got to be a senior, you really, really wanted to be chosen to go. But the school was only able to send up so many students and significantly more students signed up than they could send. At least that was the case when it became my turn. Um, and I, I imagine every year before and after that. And the, the teachers chose names out of a hat. And uh, I, remember the, some, I remember some of the students who didn't get picked thought that it was rigged. But, you know, all, all you would have to do is take a look at some of the characters that were chosen to know that they might not have chosen this person or that person. Like that kid was clearly chosen. His name was clearly chosen out of a hat for this job. <laughs> Did you consult with your fellow camp counselors before publishing this book? Uh, yeah, I'm still in touch with a few of them. And probably the the two people that I speak to most is the character for which Johnny is based on and the character for which Andrea is based on. And we definitely swap stories. They definitely sent some photos from their personal photo albums. My friend who Johnny is based on said that he has a lot of explaining to do to his his kids now that they've read the book. <laughs> and, and, and still very much in touch with a lot of those camp families too. So there are several quote unquote characters whose name and likeness line up with the actual people. And that, that was done with blessing of the actual, actual individuals. That's very cool. Speaking of photographs, talk about the illustrations for the book and the color palette you chose. You even include photographs from Camp Sunshine, which I love. Yeah, so I have to connect it to Hey Kiddo. And, uh, you know, Hey Kiddo while, and Sunshine, while technically printed in a full-color process, the art is limited color. And, and that was a decision we made for Hey Kiddo to visually signify to the reader that this was for a much older audience. So uh, you take the, take the listener back to 2018, or I should even say 2017, when we were making the plans to release Hey Kiddo. Graphic memoir was ubiquitous with the middle grade market, but not the young adult market. And given that, and given my history of writing for middle grade, the fear was that, that, that people would pick up Hey Kiddo and hand it to their nine-year-old as if that's what they would read right after they finished reading my Lunch Lady books. And so by, by limiting the color palette, it gave it a more mature feel. And, and the color palette we chose for Hey Kiddo was washes of grays and the black ink and a burnt orange color. So now when I'm coming to Sunshine, well, I need to continue that burnt orange color so that the two books are visually connected. But I add the color yellow as to signify the color of hope, to signify the color of the staff t-shirts, the fact that we associate yellow as the color of the sun. And, uh, and so when the Jared character is in Worcester, we have that same color palette as Hey Kiddo. But then as he's you know, approaching going to the camp, uh, that yellow seeps in and seeps in and seeps in until it becomes a predominant color and then vice versa. So when the camp week has to eventually end and Jared has to go back to reality with his, with his classmates, it's back to the, that burnt orange color. Always so thoughtful, Jared. Oh, thank you. How much memorabilia did you save from that time? I know you had a camcorder that you took to camp, right? I did. I had a camcorder and I did, re I did digitize and review a lot of the old video. What was really fascinating too 
was to, you know, in, in directing the performances of the teen voice actors for the Sunshine audiobook, I did have to explain to them that having a camcorder or a video camera put in your face in 1994 was very off-putting and that it wasn't something that was an everyday experience. And so the reactions for the classmates when the Jarrett character is putting the video camera on them is a bit more of apprehension versus performance. I, I, I also journaled quite a bit. I journaled that entire time. I, I kept photo albums. And in those photo albums, I, I placed the sketches. In fact, we basically recreated what my actual photo albums look like with those chapter headers. So the background of the chapter headers is a blank page of one of my old photo books just scanned in. And, and, and it's amazing how much the actual chapter headers look like the actual photo album and scrapbook I have here in my house. You absolutely get that feel. I, I love that. What do you hope young readers will take away from the story? I hope that young readers can understand that they have the power to make a big difference in someone's life. You know, certainly it does, it does give some representation for a young person who might be dealing with cancer or have a, a young person in their family that's dealing with cancer. Uh, that is certainly something that um, I hope can make connections for readers. Uh, but ultimately, the story is told through the perspective of me, who was uh, a young kid who had his health and was unsure if he could make a difference in the life of anyone. Uh, tell us about the young man named Diego, whom you cared for at camp. He really was unusually isolated, even compared with the other campers. Yeah. So going up there, I remember my first time thinking, you know, we're going to work. It's going to be like a babysitting job. I'm going to work with these cute five or six year olds. And I was assigned a one-on-one, -on -one, which means that there was a camper that had such physical restrictions that there needed to be one counselor with that camper at all times. And Diego was uh, 13 years old. And at the time I was 16. And he had a very advanced brain cancer. And that further limited his mobility and his cognitive ability. Uh, he primarily spoke Spanish. Uh, his, his parents explained to me that he, before the diagnosis, he was able to switch back and forth between Spanish and English more, more readily. And like any 13-year-old, thought the whole thing was dumb and didn't want to be there. Yeah, that was a really powerful week with Diego, um, getting to know him and, and getting to uh, spend that time with him. And when did you first know you wanted to write a memoir about Camp Sunshine? Camp Sunshine was, you know, the story of, of me working at Camp Sunshine was initially a chapter in Hey Kiddo. So in an early, early draft of Hey Kiddo, there was this one very unruly chapter that was about 100 pages long in a, in a book that ultimately was only 320 pages long, right? And so David Levithan, my editor, pointed out that that, that story didn't fit into the story of Hey Kiddo. Uh, and if there were ever to be more memoir down the line, that he, he believed that would be the, a fitting to be the second memoir in, in the, you know, the Kiddo-verse. And so that time it was boiled down to just one single page in Hey Kiddo. And I'm really glad that David had that foresight because it really needed to be its own story. It, you know, 
And that also, you know, taught me too that, you know, our, our lives have an infinite amount of beginning, middle and ends. It's not just you're born, you're middle-aged and then you die. It's not just, you know, you wake up one day and then you have lunch and then you go to bed. Like you have an infinite amount of beginning, middle and ends and they all overlap each other. I love how you go straight to middle age there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm at right now. So, (laughs) Well, this book has really struck a nerve. I mean, not only is it so moving and beautiful, it just won the Boston Globe Horn Book Award. It did. That's wild. A gold sticker for the cover. Um, It was, I mean, I was not expecting that. And, And it's not like you ever expect to win an award, but you know, I, I, it just wasn't even on my radar that that would be something that could ever happen. So really just so thrilled. I mean, because I had a certain amount of anxiety before Hey Kiddo was published. And I had a whole other different kind of level of anxiety before Sunshine was published. Because the second of anything that follows up something successful is nerve wracking for the author when you're getting ready to release it, right? So I remember back in 2002, I had my second picture book coming out and I was terribly nervous. I remember having the second Lunch Lady book come out, the second Lunch Lady story come out after the first one. And how, how was that going to be received? So you do feel like you have way more writing almost on the second one than the first one uh, because you fear that everyone is just going to compare and contrast or say you like this one better or that one better. And, um, you know, Sunshine and Hey Kiddo are just very different books, albeit, you know, have, have many similarities. But yeah, uh, you know, Sunshine won that award and it was, in, it was recommended by, it was in the Boston Globe and the New York Times and um, the Washington Post as well. Congratulations. You know, I'm one of your biggest fans. Oh, thank you, friend. Thank you so much. I was thrilled when I saw the news. Oh, thank you. Is there another graphic memoir in the works? I have ideas. I just don't have anything in front of my editor just yet. Okay. Well, we will eagerly wait. No pressure, though. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, Gina, uh, my wife, upon learning that I did want to write more memoir, uh, she made it very clear that I was welcome to continue to write but it would end on our wedding day. The story would end on our wedding day after that. No more memoir. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jarrett. It's been a joy to talk with you as always. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, if you follow me anywhere on social media, I'm at Studio JJK. And throughout the fall, we will have a number of live readings of Sunshine and a few of Hey Kiddo in various theaters across the country. So you'll, you'll be able to find all that information if you, you follow me or, or, or join my email list, which is at studiojjk.com. And yeah, I'm excited to, to bring this to the stage. Wonderful. And we'll also put that information in our show notes. Thank you. Thanks, Jarrett. Thank you. My great thanks again to author and illustrator Jarrett J. Krasoska for joining me today. And thank you for listening. To learn more about Sunshine and other award-winning titles by Jarrett, and for details on his upcoming live readings, check the show notes or go to scholastic.com slash podcast. Special thanks to producer Maxine Osa, sound engineer Daniel Jordan, and music composer Lucas Elliott Eberle. I'm Suzanne McCabe. We look forward to sharing more Scholastic Reads next time.